kind of cake uses cinnamon and allspice, crushed, crushed pineapple, and bananas? Don't know? This is a hummingbird cake. That's what we're making today. Welcome to the Chili Bakes Gluten-Free Podcast, where I make traditional bakes gluten-free. I'm super excited to have you here, and I love sharing my tips and tricks and my almost 20 years plus baking gluten-free with you and probably like almost not quite 30 years baking not gluten-free. So I baked a lot, a lot. It's really not my fault because my family is known for having a sweet tooth. So so please forgive me for that. But um, I love baking. I love everything about baking. And today we're baking on the fly together. So this cake is kind of like a banana cake or a spice cake with banana or like a carrot cake. It has uh, cream cheese icing. It's going to be really, really amazing. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. This is video episode number number three. I'm a little caffeinated today, yay, which is good. Um, if you love this podcast, rate, review, subscribe. You can find me on Anchor and all the regular podcasts. Also on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, some tip top, TikTok, something called Threads, which is kind of new. Um, yeah, I'm trying to be in all those places. And you can find recipes on my website, Chili Bakes Gluten Free all these free recipes, uh, check it out. Invite your gluten-free friends to check it out too because you can get all kinds of fun stuff there. And we're gonna bake now, yay! Let's talk about equipment and special ingredients. The tube pan that you need is the 10 inch tube pan. I forgot to do the intro and ingredients earlier, so it's in the oven. You need to grease that tube pan before you start. You need, this is a Dutch whisk, which is great for thick batters. See how it doesn't get stuck in there. Here's a regular whisk for the dry ingredients and also for the wet before it gets really thick. This is a great investment and um, if you like to bake. Crushed pineapple, I don't normally have this on hand. It's easy to find anywhere. And you're gonna drain a little bit of liquid off first, probably a couple tablespoons. Um, cinnamon, almost everybody has cinnamon, right? But allspice is one of those spices that I feel like it's a bit antiquated. And it shouldn't be because it's amazing. It tastes like, it smells like a blend of cloves and maybe cinnamon, uh, maybe nutmeg. It just has a rich spice flavor that you don't get other places. And it adds a layer of yumminess. So there's that. And ripe bananas. So the best way to get ripe bananas for me is to use that old banana that gets spotty before you can eat it. Peel it and put it in the freezer. You want to peel it first because if you're trying to peel a frozen banana, it is a nightmare. And then when you thaw it to use it, you pour off that liquid and it makes it really easy to mash, but you just don't want all the extra liquid. And that's it. There really isn't any special ingredients for that. And there's my timer to turn the cake. Let's get to the dry ingredients. This is the part where you should always pay attention. I mean, you should always pay attention to everything in the recipe, but this is especially important because you have the leavening and the salt. And if you mess those up, the recipe doesn't come out. So we're starting with cup for cup flour, two and three quarter cups into a big bowl. A quarter cup of blanched almond flour. Uh, we're gonna do sweet rice flour. That makes it more wheaty tasting. Not tasting, uh, wheat mouthfeel is what I wanna say. Uh, half a teaspoon of salt and one teaspoon of baking soda. Make sure you get the lumps out of that stuff. Okay, and then the, sp the spices are allspice and half a teaspoon of allspice, half a teaspoon of cinnamon. And we're just whisking together. Quick whisk. And that's it for the dry. Super simple, super quick. 
onto the wet ingredients. We're doing three eggs, three large eggs. Oh, okay, that is not shell, but it looks like shell. I'm gonna fish whatever this is out. All right, there we go. Three quarters a cup, uh, I'm sorry, two thirds of a cup vegetable oil. Three quarters a cup white sugar, granulated sugar. A cup of light brown sugar. I'm choosing light brown because sometimes dark brown is a little muddy. I feel like it's just too strong and I want a little bit of caramel flavor, but not, I just don't want to overpower the rest of the cake. We're going to do a teaspoon-ish of vanilla extract. Just going to pour some in. And I'm going to whisk this and continue. Just want to make sure there's no sugar lumps before I add the banana, which has some chunks. And if you do get a lump in there, you can use the rubber spatula to squish it on the side, and that usually takes care of it. Now, two cups of mashed bananas. And one eight ounce can of crushed pineapple with some of the juice removed. You can see it's not quite to the top of the can. I probably removed about two tablespoons of liquid. And I'm gonna to switch to my Dutch whisk, which is this whisk here. It, let me just show you. It's really good for thick batters. I think it was used to make bread dough. Uh, but once I add the flour to this liquid, it's going to be so thick, it's going to stick in the middle of this whisk and be really annoying. So we're going to switch to this guy. And it'll take a little longer to stir, but I guarantee you this is a great tool. We're going to do a little scraping to make sure I didn't miss something on the bottom. And there are some chunks in the banana. You keep them as big as you want. I don't like giant chunks. All right. Oh my gosh. And we're going to add to the dry. So, right in it goes. And you really need a rubber spatula for this. going to gently stir it in. We don't want to overmix this. Even though it is gluten-free, we want it to have a nice texture. Yeah. And when I get close to being done, I'm going to stir or whisk or Dutch whisk in the pecans. run this around again because I know there's crud at the bottom and it's not mixed well. I don't want giant lumps in here of dryness. Okay, that looks good. And then this is about a cup of 
I roasted these pecans till you could smell them. It's probably like five to seven minutes at 300 degrees, and they're in fairly big pieces. And there is the batter. How good does that look? No, it smells tropical kind of with a little bit of spice. I love it. And it's gonna go in this tube pan that we've already greased. And this is a pouring type batter. And you know I can't do anything evenly, but I'm trying here. Okay, get the last of that in there. Now I'm going to mix this together a little bit just to make sure I don't have any air bubbles or anything. Okay. And it's going in the oven. It's probably going to take close to 50 minutes. In it goes. nice and brown. Um, it springs back when you touch it. I did, I have a little skewer. It can have some moist crumbs, but it should come out clean. And now this needs to cool thoroughly. So the icing starts with two boxes or two containers of softened cream cheese. Yes, this is not for the faint of heart. And three quarters of a cup of butter. And we're just going to mix this together. It's important that you get them softened so you don't have hardened lumps, which is not what you want in your icing. And a hand mixer. You can do this without it, but it's easier with one. <laughs> I never put these stupid things in right. You'd think, no. All right, I'm going to mix this smooth, and I'll get right back to you. So I beat it off camera so that it was... You didn't have to listen to all that, but the butter was softened. The cream cheese is softened because you don't want lumps in here. Um, you want to scrape it with a spatula just to make sure there's no bits on the sides. So I'm going to mix it a little bit more because it's not as smooth as I want. And then I'm going to start adding the powdered sugar. All right, we're going to add about a teaspoon of vanilla. I'm just, I use the cap. Honestly, I almost always use the cap. That's good. It needs about a tablespoon of milk. And then a lot of powdered sugar. This is about five cups. Actually, this is four and I have another one in case I want to make it thicker. But I'm going to mix this in first. Just gonna add some. I don't want powder sugar everywhere. All right. See, I have no patience. There goes the rest of it. Just 
just want to go slow until you get the go slow until you get the powdered sugar in. Otherwise, it makes a huge dust cloud. Not pleasant. There we go. It's nice and smooth, except for the part I haven't scraped down the sides. Now, this is um, four cups of powdered sugar. The recipe that I'm uh, basing my recipe off of uses five cups, so it's a lot softer. I can make it thicker by adding an extra cup um, or not. This is up to you. If you want a more like a soft icing, you could stop there. But I think I'm going to add the extra cup. So the cake has cooled thoroughly. I had it overnight in the fridge. Um, you don't have to do that, but you just have to make sure it's totally cold because you're going to put cream cheese icing on it with butter and it's going to, you don't want it to melt. That was Emma laying down. So I've covered this. I'm going to cut around the edge. Just to release it from the pan. And then you need to cut around the bottom. I'm also going to attempt to cut this thing in half. Haha. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that works. Um, if you're going to use a cake stand, so I am going to frost it. If you're going to use a cake stand to frost it and you want it to look pretty, I'm not sure if I'm doing that yet, you can add sheets of wax paper. And you put them around here to keep the frosting off the cake stand, and then you can pull them out later. Am I doing that? Oh, it would look so nice. Alright. This cake's nice and cold, but I need to cut it in half. So we're going to cut it in half here with a large serrated knife. Oh my gosh, let's hope I can cut it in half. I am notoriously bad. Oh God, this knife isn't big enough. I can't see through the other side. This is gonna be ugly, I can tell. Oh, please God, make this okay. <laughs> oh, let's see. Did I do okay? Oh, I did okay, yay, I did okay. So that was good. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna stick it right there on the cake stand and take that off. Kind of gross here. Let's frost the cake. So I cut it in half and pretty badly. Look at that. It looks like, I don't know, a skateboard track or something. And um, there's, I was gonna say powdered sugar. There's, what's this stuff called? Wax paper. I'm gonna pull it out towards the edge a little bit so it's easier to remove after I frost it. You don't have to do this. I'm only doing this so I don't totally destroy uh, the cake plate and make it super messy. So I just scoop it on there and I'm just going to frost it. Now I want the, the top. I want the domed top. So that's why I set this on top. If you want it flat on the top, you leave it upside down. So there we go. And I'm going to frost the sides and everything else.
the rule for me with cake frosting is you get it on there and then you make it pretty. So I try to cover as much as possible and then I make it look better, if possible. So here's how I would style this cake. If I was just uh, bringing this cake somewhere, it looks beautiful the way it is. I made little swirls, which I think are always think are pretty. Um, there's some toasted pecans here um, that I can crumble up if I'm going to serve the whole cake. Or you can um, style it by the slice. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to put a little sprinkle of cinnamon on here, sort of in a, I don't know, like a little bit through the middle, which looks kind of weird, but almost what I meant to do. <laughs> and um, you can decorate it with nuts. I think I want crushed bits because I don't want whole um, pecans on there. Yeah. And I'm just going to kind of put them over like get down there. Okay. It's kind of I don't want a ton more nuts. So do it kind of like that. And um, let's see. I also have banana chips. So I like to use what's in the cake to style it. I don't know if I'm going to use these or not. I don't know if I like this or if I don't like it. Looks like tombstones. No. Can do it like that. Um, I have cut pineapple also, and I have pineapple rings. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to leave it like that. I think it looks nice. So, what do you think? Does it look tasty to you? I'm super excited to try this. Yum. This is my breakfast. So here's the big reveal. Oh my gosh, look at that. Oh, you can't see it because I can't hold it. Look at that cake. Woo! Oh my gosh, that looks good. Oh my gosh, look at that cake. So moist. Yum. Oh my gosh. Mmm. Let's talk about this beautiful bake. This cake is super moist. This is take two yet again. So I've eaten half, but look at that pretty thing. It's got a very moist, rich crumb. Oil cakes are really good for that. It's got some pecan studs in there. It sort of tastes like a carrot cake made with banana and pineapples. It's really good. It's really good. The cream cheese icing was so good I couldn't stop eating it. A little bit dangerous, especially before breakfast. But this is a delicious bake. I'm so excited to share this with my family so I don't eat the whole thing. Yeah, so thank you again for joining me in the kitchen. My next bake is August 2nd. We're doing my favorite favorite brownies, uh, fish food ice cream style. That's my favorite ice cream. So we're going to have all those good swirls of 
caramel, I would say coconut, but that would be marshmallow, and some chocolate. It's going to be so, so good. I can't wait to show you how to make that too. I hope you got some good gluten-free tips and tricks, and you really want to try this recipe. This thing is phenomenal. If you haven't had hummingbird cake, it is well worth it. Anyway, in the meantime, have fun in the kitchen, bake something gluten-free, eat something gluten-free. Oh, it's so good. Mmm.